I want to encourage you with this today who you are leaned in because I can definitely sense that there are people that are like perked up and leaned in. What if what you're asking for is too small? What if what you're asking for is too small for what God wants to do for you? What if he's seen your righteousness all these years? He's seen your faithfulness all these years. And he says, what they're asking for pales in comparison to what I want to do for them. It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. Hey, hey, guys, it's your girl coming to you from Dallas, Texas, where it's 370 degrees outside. It is so hot. I'm melting from like my my hair is melting off. That's how hot it is, you guys. Super hot here. I'm praying that the Lord brings us a little bit of like a cold front, like something. We need a cold front. Oh my goodness. My eyelashes are, you know, melting off every day. Ugh, we need some reprieve. Anyway, love y'all so much. Missed you over the week. I've got a word for you guys today. It's going to be, it's going to be like a little Bible hug. It's going to be great. Um, but welcome to the show for this week. I have an announcement that I need to make. I have announced for weeks that we are starting Job today, but your girl has been studying Job and I am not ready to share it yet. Can I just be transparent? Like I need more time. I put a lot of passion. I put a lot of work. I put a lot of study. I put a lot of Holy Spirit and me conversations into what we put out on the podcast and I want it to be excellent. I want it to be God breathed. I don't want it to be autumn created. I want it to be God breathed. And so while I probably could have come up with something for today, I need it to marinate one more week. Okay. So next week, we're going to be kicking off Job, the book of Job. I really do believe God's hand is on this series for so many reasons. We're going to talk through like, why does God allow horrible things to happen to us as his kids? Why? That's a really hard question that we're going to face. Um, what happens when your friends flip and they, they become enemies? What do you do? We're going to talk about questioning God. We're going to talk about, you know, God who is sovereign and his power over everything. And, and we're going to end with what God does when we persevere. And so I want this series to really kind of flow from his presence because I know that's how we've always rolled over here. But I just feel like it's going to be a special one. So... Next week, we'll be starting Job. This week, we're going to talk about those of you righteous people out there that aren't seeing God move in your prayer life. You're not seeing it. We're going to talk about it after the break. 
But before we get to that, I want to talk about what is happening in my world. Well, everything. Everything is happening in my world. There are all the things that are happening in my world. I have four children in school. Congratulations to all of you who have got your children in school, okay? I have nothing but respect for you. I pray for you. I am on your team. Those of you that have all the kids in school and um, it's it's kind of like, uh, you kind of feel so good about yourself when you get them in school because they're in school and you did it. You bought all the supplies, you did all the things. We this year have a senior, a sophomore and two third graders. And my third graders are loving it because they have a little bit more freedom in school, right? Like in elementary, they're very militant in elementary. They're not allowed to talk much at lunch unless there's like someone gives them permission. They have to sit by the same people, you know, all that kind of stuff. They can't move. Well, that doesn't work well for my son, Moses. He needs to move amongst his people. He needs to socialize. And so um, he is fully loving the third grade. He's in the intermediate school, not in the elementary school anymore. And so he gets to switch classes and that's exactly what he needs. So super, super in his element, loving it. My son is a sophomore this year. He's playing varsity football. Pray for me because he's a sophomore playing varsity football and I'm his mom and I love him and I want him safe. So there's a lot going on there, but my daughter is a senior this year. And I just want to talk for a minute about those of you that have seniors. Seniors. Okay. We knew this was coming. We invested in this child for 18 years for her to leave. That's what we did. Okay. And sometimes I feel like that's kind of an unfair setup because after 18 years, you know, you don't want him to go anywhere. I was really struggling at the beginning of the year with Grace going and the Lord just hit me. It was so beautiful on Saturday morning. She was sitting with Haven. Haven is talking about Grace leaving all the time. We're very, I don't like to be like those shock parents where all of a sudden you find out like, what, Grace is leaving forever? You know, we're not those people. We're very communicative with our kids and stuff like that. But Saturday morning, Grace was sitting with Haven. And I've noticed over the past couple of weeks that Haven is gravitating a lot towards Grace. She wants to sit by her at dinner. She wants her to play with her. She wants to sit on Grace's lap. She, you know, they have their own little inside jokes. All my kids have a lot of inside jokes all together. They're probably all about me, but <laughs> she wants to be around Grace because something about Grace, she knows she's going. And the other day I was just watching them and the Lord just spoke to me and said, isn't this so sweet? Isn't this so sweet? And I just, I took a couple pictures of them and then Grace noticed I was taking pictures of them and she's like, mom. But um, in that moment, I realized the joy of celebrating all of these years. She's come to this point. We couldn't be more happier for her. And the Lord just said, I want you to celebrate every single moment, every single moment. You'll have time to grieve when she goes. But right now, celebrate what you have done as parents, speaking about me and Eddie, 
celebrate what she's done as your daughter, celebrate the person that she is and celebrate these little milestones and stuff. And so if you have a senior, that's a little encouragement for you. Celebrate it. Everything that she's doing, like all these weird, like senior things that they do, because there's a million of them. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Where do you want to go? Do you want to go get something special for this or whatever? We are in a season of celebrating where she is. And it was just a really cool perspective for me as we watched her walk down the hall for her senior walk. Her last first day was hard, but God had already spoken to me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm celebrating this. I'm celebrating it. Even though I'm crying, I'm celebrating. Um, But it's going to be a good year. So that is what's happening in my life. Pray for your girl over here. When we come back from the break, we are going to hit this prayer thing really hard. And I think it's just going to encourage your heart so, so much. So come back after the break and we're going to break down those of you faithful people that haven't had an answer to your prayer yet. Don't give up. Okay. I'll see you in a sec. Every day, a new day. Yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. Let's go. X, Y, Z, A. Yeah. Looking for a passionate speaker to bring the Word of God for your next conference or church function? We've got the girl for you. Autumn Miles is the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministries with the goal of spiritually challenging the way people think. Autumn is dedicated to teaching the Bible in an engaging and relatable way so that everyone can experience the Lord in a deeper way. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she's passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. So what are you waiting for? You can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement today. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Okay, guys, we are back. I love prayer. I think it's one of my favorite things to talk about just because it's so effective, you guys. It's so effective. Like you slap some prayer on that problem and you literally, you just don't know how God's going to come through. Prayer is your superpower. I don't know why people struggle with doing it. I guess I struggled for 20 years with praying, but then when I got it and I realized It wasn't about necessarily the prayer. It was about the object of my prayer, which would be God himself. Me getting to ask the craziest things from my God and waiting for him to come through. It radically changed my life. You're listening to a podcast that has thousands of people that listen every week, but you're not. Do you understand? You're not. You're actually listening to 
and answered prayer. (laughs) Everything about my life. You see, I have four kids and you think they're kids and they are children. But they're actually, all four of them are answered prayers. You see, my husband, been married to him almost 20 years. We've got a great relationship. He's an answered prayer. Even down to my nails, you guys, because I'm allergic to acrylic nails. Answered prayer. When I tell you prayer is the most effective thing that you can do as a believer, it will radically change your life. It will. I'm going to talk about prayer today, Abby, but I'm going to talk. I want to specifically talk to those people who have been faithful. Okay. You've been faithful in prayer and you've been faithful to the Lord. You're righteous. You're on the track with the church. You usher, you take up the offering, you greet, you do the things you're faithful. And you've been praying something forever and it has not happened yet. You're my people today. I want to encourage you with this. Your petition has been heard. Your petition has been heard. God has heard you. God has heard you. The almighty has received your request and he has heard you. Okay. I feel like someone right now is on the brink of giving up their petition because you think, wow, I've been praying this for 20 years. Don't. God's heard it. And I truly believe that the reason I was, I pushed Job back a little bit is to encourage your heart. You know, who encourages the faithful one? Normally the faithful righteous people are the people that are encouraging everybody else. But this one's for you. This is for the leaders. This is for those that carry everybody. This is for those that are constantly giving out advice. This is for those that you have a ton of people underneath you that are always coming to you with their problems. This is for the strong ones out there today. And we're going to talk about your prayer. I was praying, um, Eddie and I have, have had just a situation in our life for the last couple of months. Okay. And the other day I told this with my team, I, I didn't want to pray. It was Monday. I didn't want to pray. No, was it Monday? Maybe it was, I don't remember what day it was, but anyway, it was, it was very recently, last couple of days. I didn't want to pray. I told God, I don't want to pray. I don't want to have my quiet time. I don't want to do any of this. I know that I should. I know that I love you. I know that we have a great relationship, but I'm feeling a little some kind of way today. Okay. I just feel like if you don't encourage me, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the day. That's how I'm feeling. That's what I told the Lord. Guess how I told him through prayer. That's how I told him. So I'm sitting there and I am just lamenting, you know, my season of life and thinking, I don't want to pray. I don't want to talk. I just want to kind of deal. And I just kind of want to be mad. You know, that's how I was feeling. But the Lord said, I know you don't do it anyway. And I said, I don't want to. And he said, I know you don't, but do it anyway. And me and God, that's just kind of how we roll. I go and I sit outside and I have my streams in the desert, which I have read for 20 years. I've read streams in the desert every single day, just about. And it's like, I like forget the book at home, which is why I don't read it. I now have the app on my phone that I use. Go use stream, uh, read streams in the desert every day. It is phenomenal. Okay. I read streams in the desert 
And streams in the desert gives you one verse and then it gives you like three paragraphs of, you know, whatever it is that applies to the verse. The one verse that it gave me was out of Psalm 18. Psalm 18, 10 years ago, was the Psalm that God gave me to confirm a promise to me. I opened up Psalm and I want to read it to you because it has a lot to do with prayer life and the faithful. Psalm 18, one says this, I love you, Lord, David's writing. I love you, Lord, my strength. I love you, oh Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. My deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and what? I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death. Now listen to David's problems, okay? The cords of death encompassed me. Torrents of ungodliness terrified me. The cords of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry for help before him came into my ears. Then listen to what God does. David, the man after God's own heart. We can see how God interacts with us through our prayer life with what happens to David here. Listen, you're going to die. So good. Then the earth shook and quaked and the foundations of the mountains were trembling and were shaken because he was angry. What made God angry? Whatever was happening to David that he brought before the Lord, laid at his feet and said, God, you've got to come and save me from my enemies. That's what made God angry. Smoke went out from his nostrils and the fire of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew. He sped upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place. Darkness of water. Stick with me. This is amazing. Thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him passed his thick clouds. Hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens and the most high uttered his voice, hailstones, coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them and lightning flashes in abundance and rooted them. He messed with who messed with David. He destroyed them. Then the channels of water appeared and the foundations of the world were laid bare At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. Listen, he sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. 
and those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of calamity, but the Lord was my stay or my support. He brought me forth into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. He heard. He heard the cry of his son. David's petition had been heard. And what he was asking God to do, he delivered in a way of protecting his kid, David. The earth shook and quaked. The foundations were trembling. They were shaken because he was angry that someone was messing with his son. This is what God does for you, faithful one. When we look at this exchange between people like David and God, when we look at the exchange between Moses and God, when we look between Jesus and God the Father, we don't see a lot of those interactions, but we definitely know the result of those interactions. We see and have tangible evidence and testimonies that God hears your prayer, faithful one. David was so terrified that the it's a, he says, the cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of ungodliness terrified me. The cords of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. And it made God mad. And I just want to encourage you. This is where I was. I love verse 16 where it says he sent from on high. He took me. Because all because David asked him to, all because David was looking for a deliverer, all because David said, I can't do this. You got to come down and you got to deliver me. Prayer did this. He sent me from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. He brought me, verse 19, forth into a broad place. I did some study on what that word broad mean means, and it could very literally mean a place like land or big room or something like that. But it also could mean a figurative broad place, a free place, a place where you can live not scared, completely free in your mind. And I share this with you. This is not my passage that I'm going to talk about today, but I wanted you guys to just know that the other day I needed God to come in and I needed him to encourage me. I didn't need to hear from anybody else. I didn't need to hear from my mom. I love my mom. She's super wise. I didn't need to hear from my husband. I didn't need to read a book. I needed a word from God. So through prayer, God said, Listen, you better go pick up that Bible. It's like I have something to say to you. And you know what? Exactly what he did for David is exactly what he did for me. Faithful one, your petition has been heard. Now, the circumstances of that, you know, are not like what I'm getting ready to read to you. But I wanted to give you an example, an exchange, if you will, of what happens when you pray, faithful one. What happens when you're on your knees repeatedly, maybe for years, for the same thing? It is not ignored. It is acknowledged. 
God got so mad at what those people were doing to David that he literally destroyed them because of David's request through prayer. The Bible says in James, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Don't let the enemy come in and tell you to stop. Because you just never know when God's going to come through. Let's go to my passage today. It's out of Luke 1. I love this entire passage of scripture. I'm going to talk about Zacharias today, but I'm going to bring, I just love this and it perfectly supports what, how I want to encourage you. Uh, Luke 1 verse 5 says this, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias. Now he also was named Zechariah, depending on what version you use. Okay. He was of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Now we know Elizabeth is Mary's cousin, okay? They were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly. They were righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly. They were righteous in the sight of God, righteous, good people. Walking, how? Blamelessly. In all the commandments and the requirements of the Lord. These were good people. These are the people you want to be the number one leaders at your church, okay? And they were. These are the people that you want them to pray over you. You want them to give you a word of encouragement. You want to hear from them because these are good people, all right? And they definitely had a reputation. I think it's so fascinating that in verse six, it says they were both righteous in the sight of the Lord, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. But in verse seven, it says this, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced in years. They were righteous, but they had no kid. They were righteous though. They prayed for everybody else. They were constantly there. They were serving the Lord. You're about to hear it. But God hadn't answered their prayer yet, or so they thought. Now it happened that while he, uh, Zacharias, was performing his priestly service before God in the appointed order of his division, according to the custom of the priest's office, he was chosen by lot. Now, this is a random way of just selecting something. This is not, they weren't betting or anything like that. It's kind of like, you know, draw a number type thing. It was random to them, but appointed by God. He was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord to burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were in prayer outside in front of the incense offering. An angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw the angel and fear gripped him. But the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zacharias. Your petition has been heard. Your wife, this is how we know he was praying, your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you will give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great 
in the sight of the Lord. And he will drink no wine or liquor and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that because when he, uh, when Elizabeth saw Mary, when she went to stay with Mary, he left in his room. He was filled with the Holy Spirit in the womb. And he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous. So as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said this. He says to the angel, how will I know for certain for I'm old? My wife is advanced in years. <laughs> and the angel said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I've been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. We're going to stop there because then he becomes silent and mute and he doesn't speak until the baby's born because he questioned. I want to unpack this scripture a little bit for you in the remaining time that we have left. Because I really feel super strong that you have been praying, but there's been no response. You've been praying, you've been asking maybe for a wayward child, maybe for money, finances, and you know the Lord, you're tight with the Lord, you hear from the Lord, but for some reason, it seems like it's happening for everybody else but you. For some reason, God is silent on this one subject for you. This must have been what Zacharias and Elizabeth thought. He was a priest. He was chosen to go in and to burn incense and to pray for everybody else. And yet the one request that he had hadn't been answered. I want to encourage you with this today, who you are leaned in, because I can definitely sense that there are people that are like perked up and leaned in. What if what you're asking for is too small? What if what you're asking for is too small for what God wants to do for you? What if he's seen your righteousness all these years? He's seen your faithfulness all these years. And he says, what they're asking for pales in comparison to what I want to do for them. Ephesians 3.20 puts it beautifully like this. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we ask, everything we ask, He's able to do more or think according to the power that works within us. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen.
This is what I deduce from this passage of scripture. Gabriel comes in and he says this, don't be afraid, Zacharias, your petition has been heard. You and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son and you will give him the name John. They were just asking for a child. But God was willing to give them a legacy. They were just asking for a baby. But God saw their righteousness. And he wanted to do immeasurably more than they could ask for for them. So what he did, because they were so faithful, what he did because they were righteous and they were serving and they were praying for everybody else, what he did was he took their request because of their faithfulness and and righteousness to him. And he said, it's not big enough. I want to do so much more than just a child. I want to give them a legacy. I want to give them a name. I want their names to be written in the word of God for people like Autumn Miles to listen to and to be encouraged by. I'm not just going to give them a child, any child. I am going to give them the forerunner for my son because they've been faithful, because they've been righteous. I am so much more willing to do immeasurably more than they even know. Faithful one. What if the delay is not because God's forgotten? What if it's because his plan is so big, he can't give it to you early because it is attached to something even bigger that you don't even think to ask for? This is a word for someone. I want to just go through the detail of John, who we all know is John the Baptist. The angel of the Lord appeared. And this is very interesting. The angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the altar of incense. Now in Revelation, it talks about the prayers of the saints being an aroma in heaven. So it's very interesting, incense as an aroma in heaven. Um, So it's very interesting, the strategic timing of God on this man's behalf is just that, genius. It is strategic. It is beautiful. It was set apart. It was planned. And this plan, listen to how crazy this is. This plan of Zacharias and Elizabeth having John was written hundreds of years before Jesus ever came. This plan, Zacharias didn't even know. He was praying for a son and God needed a forerunner for his son. He was praying for a baby and God was like, I'm about to give them the Christ child, okay? He was praying for just a child and God said, no, I'm going to give you a legacy. Your names are going to be stamped in my word for the rest of your life. They were praying for something that was so much smaller than God was willing to give them. Listen to the detail here. As he's praying 
to God by the altar of incense, which we know goes up into heaven. The Bible tells us the prayers of the saints are like incense in the throne room of heaven. They're the aroma that God literally inhales in heaven. That's the moment that God says, Gabriel, you're on. Do it. You're on. Go visit my boy. Okay. He's praying again. Listen to the detail of this boy. An angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the altar of incense while he's praying for everybody else. Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel and fear gripped him. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zacharias. Your petition has been heard and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son. Listen, you will, number one, give him the name John. You will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. Second thing about him, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. (laughs) That would be a huge answer to prayer for my kids. Just make him great in your sight, Lord. Second thing Zechariah says specifically, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Third thing, he will drink no wine or liquor. Fourth thing, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. Already this child has got it going on, you know? He's already got a name. He's going to be great in the sight of God. He's not going to drink, which is a good thing. You know, you don't want a baby who drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Fifth, he will turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. Zechariah is getting this all in one breath from Gabriel. That's five. Six. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. Seven, to turn the hearts of the father back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of righteousness. So eight, so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. You guys, God waited because he didn't just want to answer Zechariah's request, his petition. He wanted to overwhelmingly bless Zacharias and Elizabeth for their faithful service to him. So not only was he going to have a son, he was going to have a son that paved the way for his son, who was filled with the spirit, who was great in the sight of the Lord, who will turn the, the hearts of Israel back to the Lord, who will be a forerunner before the Lord, and who will walk in the spirit of Elijah. I'd say his petition had been heard, but the timing of the petition was up to the Lord. Listen, Don't you think Elizabeth and Zacharias got frustrated when everybody else was having babies and they're standing by the altar of incense saying, oh, Lord, please help, you know, little Susie have a baby. And she gets pregnant and Elizabeth is barren all of these years. Don't you think that's frustrating? Don't you think God knew that that was frustrating? Don't you think that he saw their frustration even through their prayer life and and wanted to give him something early? I just God has emotion, you guys. He feels for us. He has compassion for us. But God's restraint 
giving them their request was the greatest gift that God ever gave Zacharias and Elizabeth because with God's powerful restraint, he was able to set up the birth of Jesus Christ who John the Baptist went in front of to prepare the way for. (laughs) I could cry immeasurably more than you can ask or think. Here's the thing about Zacharias and Elizabeth. They would have praised God for a son, any son. Just the answer to their petition they would have praised God for. But God said, I'm going to do more. It's going to make them wait. They're going to have questions. But I want to bless them so much. I'm going to restrain myself from giving it to them now. Your petition has been heard. Faithful one. It's so fascinating to me how even as faithful ones struggle, right? Even as faithful ones question every once in a while. And if you don't, come on. Are you human? Do you have a pulse? Are you saved? (laughs) I do. In all these years, all God's faithfulness, There are days like the other day when I just said, I just don't want to do it today. (laughs) Can we be real? Can we be human? And then God comes in and is so gracious and loving and answers our request, but in a way that is so overwhelming to us, it leaves us speechless. I believe your petition is in heaven and I believe there is an angel on assignment this is straight out of scripture Gabriel brought this we know Daniel Daniel made a request and his angel was literally caught up fighting supernaturally and was delayed to give him the answer to his request I just believe today the word for today is I think God wants to do more for you than what you're asking for. And I truly believe that's why the wait. That's what I'm feeling in my spirit. He looks at faithful, righteous people, and it pleases him. He's not forgotten about you. How could he? You're the apple of his eye. Your faith pleases him. So my encouragement to you today is wait expectantly, but also expect something God-sized. Every time I've had to wait for a long request, God has gone above and beyond. And here I, I even get mad at myself for even questioning or asking or wondering or anything. It just shuts me up. It just shuts me up. And I believe God has something great in the works for you, faithful one. So stay the course. Lord, we love you. What a story, God. What a God you are. What a good father you are. You are so good to us. 
you love them so much. The love had you wait. You love Lazarus so much, you waited to go heal him so he could be resurrected, which is so much greater. Your love for them caused you to wait so you could give them something better. Lord, I just, I feel your presence in the studio, God. I just, I just feel like someone is just longing. There's a longing, Lord, that longing. I'm just longing for. Probably like Elizabeth did, she longed for that baby to hold. There's a longing, Lord. Spirit of God, I pray that you would comfort that longing with a word from your word. I pray, Spirit of God, that you would speak to that heart. It is leaned in, listened. And God, that you would just encourage and comfort them. I feel the longing. You are a good God. Thank you for this example of what happens when faithful people pray. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that encouraged you guys today. Uh, that was a good one. I felt that one in my soul. We will be back right after the break. I'll see you in a sec. Every day, a new day. Yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. Let's go. X, Y, Z, A. Yeah. Did you know that Autumn has many resources available to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God? By visiting autumnmiles.com, you can access them all. From there, you can find previous teachings under the podcast and media tabs, and you can order any one of the books Autumn has written. Her book, Appointed, will help you better understand that your significance is only found in God. While I Am Rahab beautifully conveys God's ability to redeem any situation you may have found yourself in. And if you want to add some heat to your prayer life and kick things up a notch, Gangsta Prayer is a book that will help you do just that. Again, you can find all these resources and more by visiting autumnmiles.com. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Hey, hey, guys, I'm back. I hope that encouraged you. I hope it was like just a little hug. This is straight scripture, guys. You know, that's straight scripture. That is what God does for us immeasurably more. Your faithfulness is not overlooked. Your faithfulness is not ignored. God doesn't use you. He's not using you for his agenda. He's choosing you. Man, I just, I love that word. It was so good. Um, I've got a testimony here for you guys. This is awesome testimony. I'm going through a moving process currently. And I ask, this goes along great with what we were just talking about. I ask and pray to God to help me and my husband. Because of this process, so much has been accomplished already. It's a little bit vague. 
Thank you, God, for understanding our prayers. I will keep praying God's word before I start my days. It gives me strength and wisdom when I am weak. I love this because it goes right along with what we're saying. You know, this she she's going through some type of moving process. She's not specific for what it is. But I want to just take this moment. You know, he cares about those little prayers. He cares about those little things. I mean, my I wrote a chapter in Gangster Prayer all about my fingernails. You know, I wanted to get my nails done and I couldn't because I was allergic to acrylic. And I walked in one day and there was something I could do. Little tiny prayers. You know, he cares about your kid auditioning for a play if they get the role. He cares about, you know, your son and his temperament and calming it. He cares about everything that we are, what we do, what we want. He cares. So for her to ask for help during the moving process and God gave her much more capacity than she had, he cares. Whatever it is, take it before the throne. I love you guys so much. Come back next week with Job part one. It's going to be good. You're not going to want to miss it. Love you. See you next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Autumn Miles Show. Be sure to follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube to stay connected and in the loop with what's happening with the ministry. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. AutumnMiles.com is also the place where you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. She is devoted to spiritually challenging people and the way that they think. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. Reach out today and book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Then scroll down for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode of The Autumn Miles Show.